Greetings, Pastor Keith here, coming to you from uh, Bay Hope Church. I'm a friend of Chris and I'm a friend of Erica's. Uh, those guys, we're pastors together in the Florida Conference, in fact, in the, in the same district as well. And uh, today I'm coming to you, either we've had a baby or uh, they're about to have a baby and they've asked me to speak for you today. And I'm excited to be here for you. I'm excited to speak to you in the last in the series of For Such a Time as This. And before we get into the sermon, I'm gonna, we're going to pray for you and pray that we can receive the message and uh, know uh, what it means uh, to, at this time, to be a monument for Christ. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much that for this day when we come to you uh, uh, seeking you and asking to, to see who you are in these times. Particularly, we are asking that you speak to us during this time on lockdown, during this time when we are uh, wondering when we're going to see each other again at Horizon. And we pray, Lord God, you'll speak to us through this message, through your word, and that we will go from here, go from our couches, knowing that you are Lord and that we are monuments to you. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Hey, uh, I, not only do I know Chris and Erica, I also know Camille Dupree, and I'm uh, excited. We used to be at uh, Palmacia together way back, and uh, I was a pastor then. I guess it's like eight years ago now, but we were in ministry together, and I'm excited that uh, she is leading you in worship, and I'm sure she can't wait to get back with you uh, leading worship at Horizon. Well, I wasn't always a pastor I wasn't always somebody who stood up and said things. In fact, I spent uh, time in the Royal Navy, which is like the real Navy, but it's not really anymore because there's not much left of it. But one of the times when I was in, I was in the Navy for 14 years, so one of the things I remember most about being in the Navy is the helicopter. I spent 14 years, like I said, and one of the things I remember that, that really stuck in my head was the helicopter. Now, helicopters are a great vessel, a great thing to have on a ship. And they're useful for a few things. Uh, obviously, they're very versatile. They take off and land uh, really easily. They are useful for transporting weapons, and they're a, a good weapon to deliver. Um, but the best thing that I remember helicopters for was delivering mail. You see, uh, you've probably heard them in South Tampa going over the top of them. And that blade, the rotor blade spinning around, really means a lot to me. I re remember that really deep in my head. I was in the Persian Gulf in 1994. Yes, 26 years ago. And we were getting to Mombasa in Kenya. That was going to be our two weeks off for when we got uh, in and, and we rested and, and had some time to spend looking after the ship. I was waiting for news of my then girlfriend whether she was going to meet us in Mombasa. And, you know, back then we didn't really have, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all those kind of things. In fact, we didn't even have email back then on the ship. Uh, if you wanted to know anything, it was by, you know, mail, the one that you write. I, I think we could have called, we could have called, but it was like 40 bucks a minute to call. So I was waiting to hear from my girlfriend to see if she was, she was going to meet me in Mombasa or not. I didn't know. And one day I was laying on my bunk and I heard the distinctive sound of the helicopter as it was far off the stern of the ship. 
I hear the familiar sound of the rotors. And at first I wasn't sure whether it really was uh, the rotors until they got closer. And as they got closer, I thought to myself, Mail? As I heard the, the muffled reports of the, of the ship communicating with the helicopter and the familiar sound of the helicopter coming across and, and landing on the, on, right on the flight deck, FUD. I thought to myself, mail. And after what seemed like a million years, I, they, they would make this general pipe over the, over the system and they'd say, do you hear that? Mail is now ready for collection. Yes. I wonder if she's spoke to me. I wonder if she sent the letter. After what seemed like a eons, finally the mail would get into our mess deck, into where we lived in the, in the place where they would just shout out. Anybody would pick up the mail. Anybody, nobody important. They would just pick up the mail and they'd shout out random names about who did have mail. Yeah? Mage, uh, uh, Dupree, Alan, Harcomb. Yes! I'd take the mail, I'd get my mail and run off to somewhere really, really quiet so I could read it to myself and experience this moment like, yes, she finally wrote to me. As I opened the letter, finally, and looked at the familiar mark, Clearwater, Florida, on, on the postmark, I looked at the bottom of the letter and it, it said, I'm coming to Mombasa, the flight's all booked. The helicopter stands as a memorial to me. It stands as a monument. It stands as an everlasting sign of communication. It reminds me of a time of transformation. It reminds me of a, of a, of a time when I, my, my girlfriend came to me and I proposed to her and, and we got married and, and, and all those kind of things. We're still married now. It's just the same girl. And it just reminds me so much of that time. What's a memorial to you? What is a monument to you in your life today? What's an everlasting sign that says something about a time of transformation in your life? A, a, a time when you remember, oh, yeah, I remember that time. Or maybe it's a smell, something that you, you smell. You're like, oh, yeah, that takes me back 10, 20 years. We build these uh, memorials. We build these uh, monuments in our lives we or we have like something that says an everlasting sign for our lives in fact we do it in our country today we do it um, all over the world but definitely in our country definitely in our state and definitely in our city and i've got some pictures for you here of what kind of memorials and kind of monuments we have here in our country. I mean, this, this one here, this, this first one I'm going to show you is, is, a, is a pile of rocks that you might see if you go to Hawaii or a, a kiln or a, or a place that, that people, these rocks, they set up and they place on top of them to, to make a moment of when they met with God or their deity. Some of them are used just as markers, but these particular ones are used to uh, set a moment in time where they had met with their deity. That's in Hawaii, and this next one, this next one is, you might recognize it from your days, uh, talking about Florida history in elementary school. This is Ponce de Leon, of course. And Ponce de Leon was the first person to discover La Florida in the 15th century. In fact, actually, he first came in Pinellas County. 
And that's, so that's the second one. That's the memorial to Ponce de Leon, the guy that we remember most here about Florida. And this final one is, is really new. This particular memorial, this shows a picture of a, a diver uh, looking at a memorial of a serviceman underwater. This is actually 10 miles off of Clearwater. It's, it's brand new, and they put five statues underwater in a 100-mile circle to venerate and commemorate and to lift up our servicemen uh, and remember them in Florida. Of course, there's one of each five departments, Army, Navy, Air Force, uh, Coast Guard, and of course, the Marines. All of these are memorials or signs or monuments or a, a pointer to a, a, a time, an everlasting moment in our lives, something for us to remember, a, a people, a persons, a, a time. What are they for you? What are they for you today? We have these monuments in our lives. And God wants us to be a monument. Never more so is this true in the scripture that we're in today. We're in Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to go through the whole chapter because it's beautiful. Now, Isaiah is a prophet and is in the Old Testament in the first part of the Bible. And a prophet is somebody that tells it how it is. It tell, he's a, somebody that tells us how God says things or how God does things. Or what are his thoughts? What are his ways? And this particular chapter gives us an exact, exact framework of what we should be a monument to. So I'm going to read together. I'm going to read to you, and you can read along. Obviously, love for you to join me. It's going to be much better experience if you join me reading along Isaiah 55. You can look on your tablets or your or your phone, or even have a have a true copy like 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 uh, like me. Here we go. Isaiah 55, one through five. That's where, that's where we're going to start. I'm reading out of the New Revised Standard Version. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear to me. Come to me. Listen so that you may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One, of Israel, for he has glorified you. In these first five verses are two invitations from God himself. Isaiah is quoting God himself as speaking. And God says, come and listen. Two things, come and listen. He says it a few times there in the first five verses. The first thing he says is come and buy wine and milk, even if you've got no money. Don't waste your money on things that are no good for you. 
in Eugene Peterson's version, he says, don't waste your money on fast food because it's not real food. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? Listen carefully to me. Incline your ear. I love this, this, this vision of incline on your ear. Sometimes when you can't hear somebody or there's something that you hear uh, that you in the distance, maybe like a helicopter rotor, and you, you incline your ear, you, you turn your head. Sorry, what did you say? Incline your ear and come to me and listen that you may what? You may live. And the covenant which you're going to listen to is the one that I promised to David. What is that covenant that was promised to David? What is it that was said to David all the way through the Old Testament, all the way through to him and his lineage? The first thing was that David would have a lineage, and out of the line of David, out of the people that would come from David, would be the Messiah. That was the first thing. The second thing is that he would have a kingdom with no end, an everlasting kingdom. Now, the Jews of the Old Testament understood this to be a person, a king, somebody that would come and restore things. Of course, we know is the Messiah, Jesus. And then finally, a throne, a throne, a, a God, Yahweh, that we could worship, that he could worship. So he says, this would be your covenant. This is the everlasting covenant I am showing you. David is the leader, a witness to this covenant. He, he's shown it to everybody else and shown everybody what it means. And because he's a witness to this, because he's a pointer to this, nations will come. New nations, nations you've never heard about, a people group you've never heard about. People will be attracted to what he is sitting for, what he is standing for. Nations will come to you and run to you because of me. So that's the first amazing thing about being a part of this covenant. So Isaiah interjects here. He, he was letting God speak first. And Isaiah interjects in verse 6 and 7. So Isaiah is now speaking. He says, seek the Lord, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah kind of agrees with God and says, yeah, seek God. Seek him and let him know that, uh, that, that you are looking for him. Let the wicked forsake their way, he goes on to say. I often wonder about the wicked, you know. I, I spent a, this, is, this verse is actually a formational verse for me when I, when I was, first became a follower of Christ. Because I didn't understand the ways of God, and I didn't understand the thoughts of God. And this verse just spoke to me so well. It, it said, it said yeah, you, you're probably never going to understand the ways of God, or you're, you're probably never going to understand the thoughts of God especially with regards to the wicked. Why do the wicked prosper, God? I often like, you know, well, well, he's doing that, she's saying that, and, and why do they prosper, God? Isaiah says, don't worry about the wicked. He says, don't worry about them. He says, let them, let them do their own thing. Let, let them forsake their way and their unrighteous thoughts. In fact, when you do that, 
God's not, God's going to show them mercy and God's going to show them abundant, abundantly and pardon them. God's going to show them mercy and he's going to abundantly pardon them. We get back to God speaking now in verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This was the verse, I'm sorry, that was foundational. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish what I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. God's saying, eh, yeah, I have thoughts and ways. And they're not your thoughts and they're not your ways. In fact, like I said, his thoughts and his ways are, are that the unrighteous will actually be shown mercy. His thoughts and ways are that the unrighteous will be shown abundant pardon. Don't worry about them because I'm going to show them abundant pardon anyway. And my word, the very words of God, the things that he says, the things that he thinks about you shall never return to him empty. Like the rain and the snow, it has a purpose in life. The rain comes down, waters the ground, and goes back up. Just like that, God's word has a purpose and never returns to him empty. What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of this covenant? What's the purpose of, of, of what was said to, to David all those years ago? that you'll have an everlasting kingdom, that you'll be, that you'll be given a, a throne to look up to, a God to look up to, that, that you'll be part of this lineage. It's so that we shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Trees are going to clap their hands and the mountains are going to sing for joy. I have wondered about that text for a long time. I always wondered, like, what, is that, what does that mean? How does a tree clap its hands? How do the bills sing? That was until I went up in the helicopter I was telling you about. See, when a helicopter lifts up, it has a, a downdraft. And as the downdraft lifts up, it moves the trees. And the higher up you get, the more that you see the trees clapping their hands. And as, the, as, as you get higher and higher up, when all the trees are clapping and swinging together, it looks like the hills are singing. He says, when you know this, you will, will be singing like the hills. You'll be clapping like the trees. And instead of the thorns, will come up the cypress. Instead of the briar, shall be the beautiful smell of the metal. 
and it shall be to the Lord a memorial, a monument, an everlasting shine that should not be ever cut off. What's your memorial? What's your monument? What sticks out to you as an everlasting sign? See, I believe that when you have experienced some of God's thoughts and God's ways, you are a memorial to others about this. When you have heard of some redemption or some restoration or some sort of story flipped on its head, you tell other people about it. You say, do you see what God did in that person's life? Do you see how God is working? And you tell people, you're you're a memorial. Or maybe yourself, maybe you've experienced restoration yourself. Maybe you received something in your own life that you've been repaired or maybe you've been abundantly pardoned in your life. And you give testimony. You're a monument. You say, yeah, yeah, I'm, that's me. I, I'm, I'm letting everybody know that what's happened in my life. I've experienced some of God's ways. I've experienced some of God's thoughts. And even if we see it in other people, when we see it in other people, we, we let other people know, hey, guess what? Guess what happened in, in this girl's life? I've seen her restored. I've seen her renewed. I've I seen some of God's ways in her life. I've seen her abundantly pardoned. I've seen her receive mercy like I never would have thought, like, like, like I never had in that brain of, of thinking about the wicked. And you become an everlasting sign. See, what if during this time of lockdown, during this time of COVID-19 craziness, during such a time as this, your life pointed to something. What if your life was a memorial, a, a monument, or an everlasting sign during this time? See, I believe God blesses us when we hear these stories and, and we, we incline our ear to it and we say, oh, did you hear this story? We incline our ear to mercy. We incline our ear to abundant forgiveness. And we say, oh, did you hear about that? In fact, we tell other people about this dynasty. The dynasty that, that was sworn to David. See, this dynasty that was sworn to David is now for the whole of Israel. And through Jesus Christ, and through his death and resurrection, of course, that means us too. Because we are adopted into this lineage. Through us. Through the family of God. Through you. We are able to communicate this covenant. We are a living memorial. We are a a mobile monument. We're an everlasting sign. When you've experienced this, when you've seen this in somebody else's life, you are a mobile monument See, maybe 
you're tired of being locked up, not being to your usual self, not, not even being able to worship a horizon today. But what if, I mean, this time has never happened in all of history. What if you decide that your life would be a living, living memorial for this moment? What if you decide to be a mobile monument, an everlasting sign of what God has done in your life? And what if you speak to that girl and somebody else sees that monument and they say, oh, I remember 2020 during the COVID lockdown and, and I remember meeting Jesus because of that person. Oh. God wants you to be a living memorial today. God wants you to be a mobile monument. God wants you to be an everlasting sign of the covenant that, that God would come to you, that God would, would speak to us and speak to our hearts. Go and be a mobile monument for such a time as this. Go and be a mobile monument for such a time as this. Let's pray together. Gracious God, uh, we thank you that you call us to be mobile monuments to your covenant. Help us today to do that. No matter what's going on in our life, no matter when we are watching this, no matter when we are interacting with this video, may we be mobile monuments to those around us, to our family, to those who are with, to those that see us in, in odd times. May we be mobile monuments. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's so good to be with you. Uh, I hope to see you again soon physically. Uh, please say hi to all the brothers and sisters at uh, Down the Horizon. Look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless. Bye.